Good morning. Welcome to Faith Lutheran Church Online. Thanks for tuning in. It's good to have each and every one of you uh, joining us uh, online for our morning uh, Sunday morning message. Uh, by now, uh, most of you should have received your uh, one-year Bible, and guess what? Uh, the new year is just around the corner, and you might be wondering, well, what do I do with this? And you read it. Uh, so you simply go to page one uh, in your New Year Bible, uh, or one-year Bible, and on January 1st, you've got your readings, and then January 2nd, you've got your readings, and it's it's pretty self-explanatory, um, but I thought we might, um, all of us, need a little bit of encouragement along the way reading through the Bible, and so uh, very soon in the mail, uh, you're going to be getting a bookmark, and on this bookmark are a couple things. One is, uh, it says, I will try to read through the entire Bible in 2021, and uh, you are invited to uh, write your signature there as long as, as well as uh, write down the date. And uh, that's just a way of putting a stake in the ground, uh, saying, I'm going to try this in 2021. Uh, nobody's going to call you up and uh, get on your case. Nobody's going to guilt you. Nobody's going to shame you. It's just a way for you to personally um, say, I'm going to give this a shot in 2021. Along the way in 2021, uh, you're going to need help. Uh, so on this bookmark, uh, I have written three lines uh, for you to invite three people uh, to help you out with this. And, and these are accountability people, people to simply uh, check in with you uh, and just say, hey, how's it going with your Bible reading plan? So uh, on my card, I haven't done it yet, uh, but my plan is uh, to invite my wife, Cindy, uh, to invite uh, my friend, Tim, and uh, invite my friend Liam. And I'm going to go to each one of those three and say, hey, I'm planning on reading through the Bible in 2021. Uh, would you help me out and just every now and then check in with me and ask me, hey, how's your Bible reading going? And uh, that's simple. Uh, again, not about guilt, not about shame. It's just about uh, helping one another as we read through uh, the Bible in 2021. If you have any questions, uh, certainly feel free uh, uh, to call me, to email me, to text me, and just say, hey, Brian, I'm a little stuck on this reading through the Bible thing. Um, how does this work? And uh, I'd be happy to talk, talk it through with you. Now, if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to go to the New Testament book of Acts. Uh, I love the book of Acts. The book of Acts is all about action. And uh, as I shared with you a couple weeks ago, uh, when we looked at another story and passage in the book of Acts, the book of Acts begins with just a handful of Jesus followers. It's just, it's the church. It's a group of people who aren't really sure where this is going, uh, where this movement is going to take them. But by the end of the book of Acts, the church has multiplied uh, exponentially. It's now thousands and thousands of people uh, worshiping and following uh, Jesus all the way through. Uh, but it just starts out with a handful of people. One of the people uh, in the book of Acts uh, that you uh, are probably familiar with is a guy by the name of the Apostle Paul. And when Paul met Jesus, um, he became so convinced uh, that Jesus was who Jesus said he was, that is the Son of God, and that through trusting, believing, and being a follower of Jesus, uh, that Paul and all people 
uh, could uh, have an abundant and eternal relationship with Jesus. And so Paul, uh, he's a pretty smart guy, and he knew that the best way to get this gospel, this good news, this message to reach as many people as possible uh, was to take the message uh, from Jerusalem, where the base of the, ch the church was, uh, to Rome, the most powerful nation in the ancient world. Rome, as you're probably familiar, had this uh, system called the Pax Romana. And the Pax Romana was really about roads and communications, uh, and they'd advanced uh, really, really far. And so lots of good communication was happening. And Paul knew uh, in his mind that if he were to get to the center of Rome and perhaps even stand before the Caesar, uh, he might uh, just be able to get this good news uh, to the whole world uh, as they knew it in those days. And so that's where we're at today. Uh, we are in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 27, and uh, we're going to be looking at the story of Paul who finally gets an opportunity to go to Rome. You know, as I think about this journey to Rome uh, that Paul is on, I think about how many of us, you and me, uh, back at the beginning of the year in 2020, in January, we thought, you know what, I got a plan. I'm going somewhere. Um, or we've got a plan and we're going somewhere and, and we're going to do some really uh, amazing stuff. But I think uh, we are all agree uh, that 2020 has not finished out uh, kind of how we thought it was going to finish out. Uh, we've hit lots of detours. We've hit lots of bumps in the road. Uh, we've hit lots of road close signs. We've hit road construction and it's been a stop, start, stop, start, adjust over and over and over again. If there's a metaphor that I can think of that really describes 2020, it's a, it's a construction zone where everything has just been blown apart um, and nobody saw this coming. And in many ways, that is the story of the Apostle Paul as we read about it in Acts 27. So let's pray and invite God to guide us through our uh, scripture time this morning together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the end of the year. We thank you, God, um, uh, for a, an opportunity to say good riddance. Uh, but God, we also uh, uh, we, we, we thank you for an opportunity to look forward and dream a little bit, hope a little bit more, uh, and then just consider, God, what you are up to in our lives. God, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable, for you are indeed our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, we're going to hit a lot of scripture today. Um, so uh, starting in Acts 27, beginning with verse 1. When it was decided that we uh, would sail for Italy, Rome, Paul and some of the other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. So Paul's on his way to Rome. He finally has gotten his dream to go to Rome. Now, little wrinkle, um, he is uh, imprisoned, he's in jail, uh, he's, a, he's, he's in shackles, he's in chains. Uh, but nonetheless, Paul is excited because he's getting to go to Rome. We boarded a ship from Adratium, uh, about to sail for the ports along the coast of the province of Asia. And we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonia from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we arrived at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. 
From there, we put out to sea again and passed to the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion uh, found uh, an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. And so the story starts out, everybody's excited. Uh, they are going on a Mediterranean cruise. I've never been on a Mediterranean cruise, but maybe you have. And, and even if you haven't been on a Mediterranean cruise, you're probably thinking, a Mediterranean cruise? That sounds pretty cool. Sign up for that. Sailing on the waters of the Mediterranean. And maybe you're thinking about a yacht. Maybe you're thinking, you know, just this beautiful uh cruise across the, the the Mediterranean Sea. Maybe Paul and his buddies will will stop for fish uh, fish lunch and in Santorini. Uh, maybe they'll catch a couple Greek islands along the way, do a little bit of sunbathing, uh, check things out. But Paul is on a Mediterranean cruise on his way from Jerusalem to Rome. I think for many of us, uh, that was our story uh, at the beginning of 2021. God, I've got a plan. God, I've, I, I've got a plan and I've got a mission uh, for what 2020 is going to be like. And if you were with us uh, at the beginning of 2020 at Faith Lutheran Church, uh, we began the year uh, with a seven-part sermon series called um, Seeing is Believing. And we looked at these miracles of Jesus and we just invited one another week after week for seven weeks in a row to really just open our eyes uh, metaphorically uh, to see the miracles of Jesus all around. It was a sermon series really meant to kick off the year to just give us some awe and some wonder and some hope and what, what is the year going to take us and, and where are we going to go. And, and as we kicked off 2020, we, just, we were uh, full of energy, full of excitement, and we had a mission and a plan. Plan. We were going to make disciples in the name of Jesus Christ, and we were going to plant churches. And we're, we just said, this is what we're going to do. And in so many ways, that is how Paul's journey began. So hopeful, and everything was going just fine as they're cruising along uh, on this Mediterranean cruise. Verse 7, we made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off uh, Snidus. When the wind did not allow us on course, we sailed to the lee of Crete, opposite of Salmoni. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fairhavens, near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost, and the sailing had already become dangerous, because now it, by now it was the Day of Atonement. So where things started off so good and so hopeful and just this Mediterranean cruise that looked like it was going to be really, really good, uh, twice up, uh, it's, uh, uh, we, we hear that all of a sudden they run into difficulty, had difficulty, with difficulty. And not only did they have difficulty, but then it starts to get dangerous. And things are getting more and more difficult. And I think so often in our own lives, we have these hopes, these dreams. God, I'm going to do some really amazing stuff for you. I'm going to serve. Uh, I'm going to help people. I'm going to do these things. And then all of a sudden, we run into difficulty. And we don't just run into difficulty, we run into more difficulty. And at some point in time, when it gets dangerous, it's like, really, God? 
I had some really good plans um, and I had a purpose, I had a plan, and uh, I was on this journey for you. And now here I am struggling. And that's what's going on with Paul. And he's starting to get a little bit frustrated. Uh, so Paul warned, uh, let's see, yeah, so Paul warned them, men, I can see our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and also to our own lives. But the centurion, instead of listening to Paul, Paul was a, 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 a rabbi. He was not a, a ship guy, uh, uh, which so this makes sense. The centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship, which makes perfect sense. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. Uh, this was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw an opportunity. So they weighed anchor uh, and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. You know, the, the language here is now all of a sudden, uh, it was difficult with difficulty and things are getting harder and harder and more difficult and then dangerous. Now, all of a sudden, it's a hurricane force. It is really, really bad. And you know, again, the story of 2020, this has kind of been our story. We think things are going to get better, but then they get worse. We're so hopeful that uh, just around the corner, things are going to get just a little bit better, but then they get worse and worse. And this is what's going on in Paul's life. He wants to have hope. He wants to uh, be able to encourage them. And of course, he more than anything, Paul just wants to get to Rome. But the storm gets worse and worse. And now they're in the midst of this really, really bad storm. And so it says, we, so we gave away and were driven along. Giving away. I don't know about you, but that kind of feels like my plans and my life in 2020. Make plans and then adjust. Try something and then adjust. Make more plans and then adjust. We've, got, we've canceled events. Our lifestyles have changed. So much uh, has changed in our lives in 2020. It's just, you know, at some point in time, we're just like, all right. I'm just going with it. I'm just rolling with it because I'm tired of trying to make this happen. Things just keep getting canceled. Things keep getting interrupted. Things just are not going the way that I thought they were going to go or, or frankly, anybody thought they were going to go. And the interesting thing about being in this pandemic is it's, it, it is a global pandemic. And so on, on the one hand, we're all in this together. We've all had to make these adjustments to, uh, uh, together. At some level, it just doesn't even matter, it feels like, because it seems like there's just so much disruption and so much much frustration uh, in your life and in my life. And But we just, like Paul, we just gave way to it and were driven along. Uh, as we passed uh, to the lee of a small island uh, called Caudia, uh, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. So the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship to hold it together, because they were afraid they would run around the sandbars of Sirtis. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. 
We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Do you hear the language in this story? It was now a violent battering of the wind, of the waves, of the thunder, of the lightning. And it's, it is so precarious that they are doing whatever it takes to survive. It says in the story that pretty soon they're just throwing everything overboard. They're just getting rid of all the provisions. They're getting rid of all the non-essentials uh, to, to just so that they don't swamp the ship and sink. And again, I think this is our story in 2020. We've just had to prioritize. We've had to metaphorically uh, throw things out, get rid of things, all those things, uh, and sort through what's important, what's not, what's critical, what's not. It's, it's been a year of, of evaluation, of really asking ourselves, what's really important in my life? And I think uh, so many of us have discovered what's truly important in our lives are those people around us, our loved ones. It's not our stuff. It's not our activities. It's our loved ones around us. And it's our relationship with God. Because let's, let's be honest, there's, there's not a whole lot to do in 2020. And so we end up spe have spent a lot of time in 2020 just praying to God, talking to God, maybe shaking our fist at God, God, and just having this conversation over and over and over. And we're like those folks who are on that ship, sorting through, throwing things out, really trying to figure out what are our values, what is truly important. And it says they gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone on a long time without food, Paul stood before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. Paul's not a very uh, good politician here. He kind of rubs it in their face a little bit. But he says, But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me. This angel said to me, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as the angels told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island." So keep in mind here, uh, in this story, um, Paul's in, in the ship with everybody else. Paul's life is precarious like everyone else. Paul is experiencing the wind and the waves like everybody else. Paul doesn't get to bypass this storm. Uh, he's in it with everybody else and everybody's freaking out. But in the midst of the freak out, Paul stands up and says, hey folks, I want to invite you to have courage, have hope. I worship, I serve a God who's told me that everything is going to be okay. Twice Paul uses this language, so keep up your courage. 
I think that's the role of the church. I think that's the role of the church uh, in 2020 and, and in 2021. And I can't help but wonder, as we go through difficult times, uh, as everybody else has gone through difficult times in 2020, what if the church was the voice that said, have courage, be strong, we're going to get through this. I think that's always the role of the church, is to offer people hope and encouragement in the midst of storms. On the 14th night, verse 27, we were still be, being driven along across the Adriatic Sea. When about midnight, the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found that it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboats down into the sea, pretending that they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the life bones and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them to all eat. For the last 14 days, he said, You have been constant suspense and have gone without food and you haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of all of them. Then he broke it, and they began to eat. Everyone is freaking out. Everyone is losing their minds, and people are literally jumping ship. And I understand when things get hard, when things get difficulty, uh, many of us have a tendency to jump ship, to run away, uh, to hide from the world, uh, because it's, it's been a stormy year for sure. But what Paul says is don't jump ship. Hang on. In, in fact, in order for you to be saved, you need to stay on board the ship. You know, I think some of us, what we need to do, especially at this season uh, in the life of the pandemic uh, and all that's going on in the world, is we need to practice some self-care. Some of us need to relax a little bit. Some of us, uh, as my kids say, uh, need to take a chill pill. We need to calm down. We need to relax. We need to just gather around a meal. <sighs> and just breathe. In the midst of the storm, Paul says, hang on, relax, and practice some self-care. Verse 36, they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with sandy beach. There they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they left them uh, in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. 
The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping, but the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and then get to land. The rest were there to get on the planks and the pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. So here they come. The ship is coming into the island and it just breaks apart. The ship is completely wrecked. And I can't help but think at the end of 2020, after 10 long months of hardship and struggle and wind and waves and storm, some of us feel wrecked. But at the same time, I think the great promise here is that we ought not to place our hope and our trust in our provisions. In the ship, right? God says, place your trust in me, not in the ship. Place your trust in me, not in your stuff. Place your trust in me, not in your accomplishments. Place your trust in me, not in all those things that bring you comfort. Place your trust in me. And then it, uh, he, he finishes up here. In this way, everyone reached land safely. The year started very, very difficult and it's been bumpy and rocky all the way through. But the promise here is that God will get us through all this safely. We need to stay focused on him. We need to pay attention to him and truly put our trust in him. Chapter 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. Now, what you need to know about Malta is that it's uh, 17 miles long and about nine miles wide. It's a, a pretty insignificant island, and here they are shipwrecked on the island of Malta. And I, as I think about shipwrecked, I think that's uh, like so many of you and me, we feel shipwrecked. How did I get to this place of insignificance in 2020? And most of us, that place of insignificance, uh, to be honest, is home. We're sitting at home. We thought we were going to be out doing stuff. We thought we were going to be out uh, accomplishing things. We thought we were going to be out meeting people, going places. And 2020 has been the year of sitting home and frankly, feeling like we're in a place of insignificance. That's where Paul is. Paul is not in Rome. He's not before Caesar. He's not before the center of power. He's not before all the glamour and the glory of Rome. He is in Malta, this island of nowhere. Well, pretty soon, Paul decides to make himself busy. So he's picking up sticks on the ground because it's getting cold and they want to make a fire. And as he picks up sticks to put it uh, into the fire, a snake comes out, a poisonous snake, a deadly poisonous snake. It bites Paul and everybody's just watching Paul, watching for him to fall over dead. And Paul miraculously doesn't die. And they think pretty soon, they're like, well, this guy must be divine. He must, you know, be somebody really, really special. And so what the islanders do is they take Paul uh, to the chief on the island, the most important person on the island. Uh, and they, uh, Paul gets to meet uh, the chief of Malta. 
And as they're having this conversation, the chief of Malta says to Paul, hey, my father is sick. Any chance you, would, uh, you could do anything? And Paul says, well, let's pray for him in the name of Jesus Christ. And so they go to the father of the chief of Malta. They lay hands on him. They pray over him. And pretty soon, the chief of Malta, his father, is healed. And so all of a sudden, of course, people start bringing their sick people to Paul, and they just keep praying over them. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And all these people are healed. And over time, more and more people get healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And when they get healed in the name of Jesus Christ, they surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. They become followers of Jesus Christ. And it's an extraordinary story as we think about how this revival breaks out on this island of Malta in the middle of nowhere. And I can't help but wonder if the ship, the storm, and the waves, and how everything got wrecked and blown up, the people of Malta never would have met Jesus Christ. That's what the ship did. That's what the storms did. And that's what the detour of Paul, bring, uh, the, the, the ship bringing Paul to the people of Malta. A miracle happened and all these people started following Jesus. You know, by the way, after a few months, when the weather actually got better, uh, the people of Malta, um, uh, they uh, gathered Paul and his friends together. They put them on a brand new ship, loaded them up with brand new provisions, and they set them on their way, and they arrived in Rome. Paul eventually made it to Rome. Paul eventually made it to Rome and had many, many opportunities to preach the gospel uh, to all sorts of people. And here's what I love about uh, the book of Acts, as I shared with you a little while ago. The book of Acts begins with just a handful of Jesus followers. They're disorganized. They don't know what they're doing. They don't, they don't know uh, where this whole Jesus movement is going. Uh, and, and, there's just, and, they're, and they're afraid. They're frankly afraid, and Jesus says, hang on, I'm going to show you what to do. And throughout the book of Acts, we see this progression of growth and more growth and more and more people following Jesus. And when the book of Acts closes in Acts 21, there's Paul in Rome. Acts 28, 31 says this, Paul was proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and with out hindrance. I love that. The book of Acts closes where the gospel is being preached without hindrance. And I think that's a great reminder for you and for me. That God is continuing to move in our lives. God continues to have plan in our lives. And somewhere along the way, God is going to take us through many, many detours. But God's not finished with us yet. God still has plans for us. And I still believe that God is going to use you and me to grow disciples and plant churches. And I'm excited what 2021 is going to look like. And there might be more detours along the way. In fact, I think we can expect more detours. But what we see in this miracle of Malta is that God even uses those detours to bring people to himself. And eventually, he will get you and me and us, the church, to where we need to be. 
So my prayer for you, my prayer for all of us, is that we close out and say adieu to 2020 and hello 2021, is God, thanks for the detours, and we look forward to you guiding us in 2021 toward our journey and the destination that you ultimately want us to be at. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who is good and faithful, that you never stop guiding and leading your people. And Lord, though we feel like we are on detours, uh, there are no detours uh, in your playbook. And so God, we pray that you would help us, teach us uh, each and every day, beginning today and in the days ahead, uh, to just be focused on how you want us to uh, serve and live and love one another as we share your good news with all people in the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.